Okay, so we're going to start the second hour of our podcast, which will be uploaded to Anchor. And you can go there and listen to it. Just type in Louie Live on the internet, and you'll see all the places that my podcast is spreading out to. Where do we go from that story? This article right here, CVU, Champlain Valley Union High School, is to raise the Black Lives Matter flag. They'll be raising the Black Lives Matter flag Thursday morning, which was yesterday. And it says, during a board of directors meeting back in February, the school's Racial Alliance Committee brought forth the request to fly the flag. Then during a meeting earlier this month, the board voted to fly the flag for 30 days. Well, that's okay, because like I always say, black lives matter. But they should have another flag up there that says white lives matter. And maybe another flag that says Asian lives matter. They should probably have another flag up there that says indigenous people's lives matter. And on and on and on. Because you can't just single out one group of people to have a flag up on top of a pole that says Black Lives Matter. You know, what type of a world do we come to when you have to have a flag that points out that anybody's lives matter, whether it's black people, white people, yellow people, red people, what kind of a pathetic society have we become? Like I said, yesterday was the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's death. You know, he would be rolling in his grave right about now if he saw that we turned into such a society that we have to raise a flag up to a pole that says Black Lives Matter. It's totally disgusting. One thing that bothers me is the fact that people want to raise a flag up a pole that says Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter or whatever, but yet a lot of people, they don't have any respect for the flag of the United States. A lot of them don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance. A lot of people don't want to stand and respect the national anthem. terrible but yet everybody's supposed to reflect and stand up and honor a flag that says black lives matter or blue lives matter white lives matter you know if you had a flag that said white lives matter people would be saying oh my god they're a bunch of nationalists they're a bunch of skinheads right they would say it and they have said it Everybody's been jumping on to President Donald Trump because he said he's a nationalist, referring to the definition of a nationalist that means somebody who is proud of their country. We even have to point out, folks, nowadays, that people should be proud of their country. 
Isn't that terrible? I think there should be only the flag of the United States up on a pole, the veterans flag, a lot of people that have died defending our rights. And if it wasn't for veterans, we would have no country. And God help us if the Democrats gain control because they want to totally annihilate the Constitution of the United States. They want to drop the borders. They want to allow anybody that we don't even know anything about to flood our country. They want to rip up the Constitution because they say it doesn't meet the needs of the people in the 21st century. It's very scary, folks, if the Democrats gain control again. Because now, they just don't even care that people know what they think or know what they stand for. You have to look at the course of history. The Ku Klux Klan was founded by the Democratic Party. Has anyone seen that movie about the war between the North and the South? I saw it on Netflix recently. They don't really teach history in class anymore. They don't teach you about your rights. They don't teach you about the Constitution. You ought to go on Netflix and look at that movie which starred Matthew McConaughey. Very good movie. Makes you think about a lot of things. People say that we should give reparations to black people because of slavery. There aren't any slaves, folks. It's a thing of history. It's a thing that they want to amend the Constitution in the state of Vermont to do away with any mention of slavery. They say Vermont was one of the first states to abolish slavery. It's part of history, folks. And it shouldn't be forgotten. Because, like I say, the North and the South, for many reasons, went to war. And I believe the main reason was because of slavery. Because there was about 11 states that pulled out of the Union to protect slavery. Mostly southern states. People don't realize that those southern states were controlled by Democrats. And a lot of the northern states were controlled by Republicans. And Vermont was a Republican state. And that's probably a good reason why it was one of the first states to abolish slavery. Hundreds of thousands of people died during the war between the North and the South. And a lot of it was about freeing the slaves. So, you know, if there's going to be any reparations, 
shouldn't all of the white people that went to war and died to free slaves, shouldn't they get reparations? No, because none of them are alive still. Everybody from that era of time is dead, whether you're black or white. No reason to give anybody reparations. There's no reason to amend the Constitution of Vermont to do away with any mention of slavery because slavery was a horrible, horrific thing that shouldn't be forgotten, shouldn't be swept under the rug because, like I said, a lot of it was controlled by the Democrats. And they were pretty upset about the ending of slavery. That's what started the founding of the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a little history lesson for you. History is very simple. Like I said, to this very day, a lot of it is controlled by hatred. People have recognized, as I've said, over the history of mankind, whether it's Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, Napoleon, they recognize that people are bound together by hatred. They have hatred in common. It's in our genetics, folks. We're all cavemen from the caves. A lot of people live in a self-destruct mode. Is it ever going to get any better? I don't think so. Because, like I said, it's in our genetics. Should anybody be getting reparations? I don't think so. Should there be an amendment to the Constitution in Vermont to forget slavery? No. A lot of statues have been taken down throughout the country that mention the Civil War. I don't know where these statues are now, but some of them are pretty detailed works of art, and I'm sure they're very valuable. I don't know if a lot of these have gone on the auction block and have been purchased by the wealthy? I don't know. You don't see any mention of what happened to a lot of these statues. I don't think they're in museums. Somebody should do a story about that. A lot of people, folks, go around pretending that they care about you and me. Some people donate money to charity. A lot of it because it's a tax write-off. That's the thing about artwork also, folks. Artwork is a tax write-off. A lot of rich people need a tax write-off at the beginning of the year. So they invest in artwork. If artwork wasn't a tax write-off, some of the most valuable art that you see on the auction would be sold at a flea market 
for a dollar. And we all know that's a God's honest truth too, folks. Tax write-offs make the world go round. A lot of people are trying to get President Trump's taxes. Personally, he was never a politician. When he was running for president, he signed over control of all of his companies. So, what has he done since he's been the president? He even gives away his salary as the president of the United States, which no one has ever done before. A lot of people that he brings on to his administration are very wealthy. They know what they're doing in the business world. They're overqualified for the positions. And a lot of these people on his administration are not even collecting a salary. They're donating it to charity just like the president does. So what could he have done over the last two years that the Democrats would be demanding to see his taxes? Taxes are a private thing, folks. Nobody has a right just to come after you using taxpayer dollars, as the Democrats have become fond of doing, to destroy anyone that opposes them. It's what they're doing. Obama weaponized the CIA and the FBI. It's a well-known fact. It's all over the media. Obama weaponized the CIA and the FBI. They bugged Trump Towers. Donald Trump said Trump Towers were bugged. Everybody just kind of laughed at him, saying he was paranoid and making things up. But he's a billionaire, folks. He has the capability of hiring people that have equipment to go into Trump Towers or anywhere else he chooses to see if there are listening and recording devices on the property. He's not an idiot. He wouldn't say something like that unless it was proven true. There should be an investigation into that. You know, by what right did Obama and his administration have to bug Trump Towers, somebody that was running for the president of the United States on the opposite ticket of the Democrats? Because, like I'm telling you folks, they found nothing in the Mueller report. Everybody always said that Donald Trump was going to fire Robert Mueller. That is an obstruction of justice. But you know, Donald Trump always came out and said that he wasn't going to fire Robert Mueller. His administration came out a million times and said they were not going to fire Robert Mueller. Trey Gowdy, Lindsey Graham, Jason Chavez, all of them. Devin Nunes. They all said Donald Trump was not going to fire Robert Mueller. He was not going to obstruct justice in any way. They were going to wait till the Mueller report was made public and let the chips fall where they may. No one can deny that either. So, that's exactly what happened. Took over two years, 
for the Mueller-Russian collusion investigation to be completed. And his report said there is no sign of Russian collusion between Donald Trump or anyone in his administration. Bam. Case closed. But should it be closed? Because there's two sides to every coin, folks. And the Democrats were never investigated. And all the evidence of Russian collusion led to the Democrats, such as Hillary Rodham Clinton and Bernie Sanders. And just to say something quickly about Bernie Sanders, it's a well-known fact. All the articles are probably archived in the local news media, such as the Burlington Free Press and Seven Days and whatnot, Channel 3 News, 5 and 22, that when Bernie Sanders was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, about 40 years ago, him and his wife Jane honeymooned in Russia. How they got permission to do that back in those days is beyond me, folks, right? Because to this very day in the 21st century, the Democrats refer to the Russians on a daily basis as the evil empire. So how is it possible that Bernie Sanders and his wife honeymooned in Russia? How is it possible that Bernie Sanders and his administration when he was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, create all of these numerous sister cities throughout the USSR? And what was the purpose of creating all these sister cities throughout the USSR? Well, I can tell you right now, folks, if he was a Republican, people would be saying, well, he must have been laundering money throughout the USSR using those sister cities. You know it, and I know it. That's exactly what they would say about Bernie Sanders if he was a Republican, that he must have been laundering money throughout those sister cities in the USSR. Him and his wife Jane honeymooned in Russia as a cover-up to go over there and create these accounts to launder money through. Everybody knows that if he was a Republican, they would be saying those exact things and much, much worse. But there is never in any investigation into the Democrat side of the Russian collusion by Robert Mueller. And the Republicans sat back and they waited over two years. They researched over a million documents, found nothing, absolutely nothing. And now the Democrats don't want to believe it. And they even say that. Nancy Pelosi has been on television saying that she doesn't believe anything that the new Attorney General, Mr. Barr, has to say in his four-page report. They're suing. They want him to release the entire investigation 
everything that they looked at, everything that they saw and heard, which is totally illegal. And if the attorney general did this, he would be putting himself in jeopardy of going to prison for the rest of his life. Where's the sanity, folks? You have to say to yourself, regardless of what your political party affiliation is, where is the sanity? You know, these Democrats are so hell-bent on destroying anybody that opposes them at the taxpayer's expense. Has to come to an end, folks, for the sake of national security. You know, for the sake of your own safety. Because if they can use all of our tax dollars, unlimited amounts of our tax dollars, with no one to answer to, to destroy anyone that opposes them, the most important person in the United States, the president, if they can go after him using your tax dollars to destroy him, to find anything to impeach him, they will surely go after you and me. That's a God's honest truth. So you have to think about the rights of the people of the United States. The Republicans aren't doing this. It's the Democrats. They're so gung-ho about gaining control. They will bring in illegal immigrants and try to pass laws to allow them to vote. These people have never lived in this country before. They come from third world countries where they burn the flag, the American flag. They chant death to Americans. But the Democrats will bring them all here and provide housing, food, medicine, education, just to gain their vote so they can gain control of the House and the Senate and the presidency and all the other political offices throughout the lands of the United States. You have to ask yourself, folks, will they be coming after you someday if you oppose them? You better believe they will. And they'll use your tax dollars to do it. That's the insanity of it. And people are just going to sit right back and allow it to happen. Time's moving on. 7.25. We've got about 35 minutes left in the show. We're going to go to a song here by Theory of a Dead Man, and this song is called By the Way.
From Theory of a Dead Man. Once again, you're tuned into Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. So, I saw this article. It says, believe it or not, two men were arrested after shooting each other while wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> Can you believe that, folks? Talk about having one brain cell, like I was saying earlier. Two men from Arkansas. That's like uh, Bill and Hillary's state where Bill was the governor. Go figure, huh? So it says, uh, two Arkansas men have been arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault after police say they shot each other while taking turns wearing a bulletproof vest. I was surprised they were even smart enough to take turns. So it says the Northwest Arkansas Democratic Cassette reports that Charles Ferris, 50, and Christopher Hicks, 36, were arrested this past Monday 
A police affidavit says the two men are neighbors and were drinking on a deck. Well, that explains some things. On Sunday, when Ferris told Hicks to shoot him with a 22 caliber rifle, while Ferris wore the best. So, the affidavit says the shot left a red mark on Ferris' chest and that he was hangry because it hurt. Well, D, go figure, right? Somebody shoots you. Of course, it's going to leave a mark. You're still getting hit with a bullet, even though it doesn't pierce your skin. Of course, it's going to hurt. But, you know, when you've got like one brain cell, like I said, these two aren't the sharpest knives in the drawer. The affidavit says Hicks then put the vest on and Ferris unloaded the clip into his back, causing bruises but no serious injuries. Well, this guy's upset because his buddy shot him once and it hurt, left red mark. So does he shoot him once? No, he unloads the clip into his back, causing bruises. But luckily, no serious injuries. So... The court records don't list any attorney who would speak on behalf of either men. <laughs> well, can you imagine representing these two yo-yos? Wouldn't be very good for your reputation as an attorney, would it? And then we have Jesse Smollett. The guy that paid two people that worked on his TV show that he starred on, paid these guys to attack him and beat him up. But reality shows that they didn't really attack him and beat him up because he had one little scratch under his eye, which they say was self-inflicted. Got to figure this guy's a movie star, TV actor. Doesn't need his face all beat up, leaving any scars. So he has one little scratch under his eye that he self-inflicted. And then he goes to the police and he calls them. And he said he was attacked by two white men wearing Make America Great hats again, right? Trump supporters, supposedly because they were wearing... Make America Great Hats. <coughs> he says that they threw some chemical on him, which come to find out was bleach, that he threw on himself. And then they tied a noose around his neck. So when the police went there, and they said it wasn't until about two hours after he called the police, they showed up at his apartment in Chicago, and he answers the door, Two hours after he had called them, still wearing the noose around his neck. I mean, really? Come on, you know? How pathetic was this guy looking for attention? And even say that he cut these letters out of a magazine and he pasted them onto a piece of paper, making a ransom note. You know, kind of like you used to see in the old time detective movies, you know, that would take somebody hostage or whatever, and they would cut letters out of a magazine and glue them onto a piece of paper, you know, instead of writing it out or using a typewriter or something. 
And then he mailed it to the TV show that he was working on, along with some white powder in the envelope, which everybody automatically thinks anthrax whenever somebody gets mailed white powder, right? He said it was to get attention. So he would get the publicity and get more money, a better contract. Well, it didn't work. So then he came up with this notion that I'm going to be attacked in the middle of the night, walk into my apartment by two white guys wearing Make America Great Again hats, Trump supporters. You know, they have Trump derangement syndrome. People see a red hat and they just automatically go insane. Kind of like a bull in a matador. You know how the matador has the red cape and he's out there in the bullfight and when the bull sees that red cape, drives him insane and he charges at the matador with that cape doesn't know why just like the Democrats don't know why they hate Donald Trump the economy's booming and everything breaking records lowest unemployment for black history Hispanic history Asian history female history history shows that unemployment hasn't been this low the economy hasn't been doing this good like in the last 50 or 60 years there's certain records that shows the economy's doing the best that is ever done in the history of the United States. And other countries are also riding on the coattails of our success. But like I was saying, this wasn't about trying to get publicity for himself or get a bigger contract financial contract this is all about spreading hatred this was like trying to start a race war of black people against white people you know if Jesse Jackson was to actually speak the God's honest truth being the reverend that he is the same with Al Sharpton they would tell you this if Martin Luther King was here he would tell you that this is a hate crime against white people. And to this day, there's a lot of celebrities that are still supporting him, even though all the evidence points that he did all this himself. The whole thing was staged. Because that's the society that we live in nowadays. You know, you can turn on pretty much any show whether it's the Emmy Awards, the Oscar Awards, the Grammy Awards. Everybody is hating on Donald Trump. They don't know why. The economy is booming. He cut taxes right across the board. A lot of people are getting bonuses at their jobs. But for some reason, they must be brainwashed. Would you think so? I've always said that the government has always had these brainwashing programs that they've spent 
endless amounts of money on. Trying to influence people. And when you see what's happening with the Democratic Party, they have to be like the result of a government brainwashing program. What else could it be? People see a red hat and they attack other people wearing one. It's insanity, isn't it? Can't be something in the water, but it could be. I know for a fact that I sat here on the radio last year and I read all these articles about how all these towns surrounding Lake Champlain have dumped millions and millions of gallons of raw sewage into the waterways, which end up into Lake Champlain. Something they're putting in the water, subliminal messages that are coming out over the airwaves. You can turn on any channel liberal channel and they'll all have a catchphrase for the day or the week like for instance they'll say was there any evidence of Russian collusion between President Trump and the Russians and they'll say no there wasn't any evidence but the catchphrase is smoke there is a lot of smoke which led us to be suspicious that there was something going on. But we know that the investigation from Robert Mueller will reveal everything that was evil about Donald Trump because they don't like him. They come out and say so, they don't like him. And he has to be crooked and evil. And then, when the Mueller report came out, there's no evidence of Russian collusion case closed they don't want to believe it they want to impeach President Donald Trump and you got these people like Jesse Mallett I mean Smollett he stages this fake hate crime against him by white people Trump supporters wearing Make America Great hats and they still don't want to let up and come out and say that all the evidence points that it was staged. The two black guys that he hired, and by the way, the idiot wrote them a check for their services. I mean, it goes to show how dumb this guy is. But now, Rahm Emanuel, the former mayor of Chicago, is demanding that Jesse Smollett is to pay more than $130,000 to Chicago for investigative costs into what city authorities say was a staged racist anti-gay attack or risking getting slapped with a civil lawsuit. Right? So, it's been seven days since Mayor Rahm Emanuel Law Chief sent the Empire actor a letter demanding the payment the March 28th letter said he must pay within seven days, but didn't specify a response if he didn't pay. 
So non-payment will likely prompt the city to sue Jesse Smollett, prompting a civil trial where standards for proving he staged the incident will be lower than in a criminal court. Let's hope so, folks. Because like I said, Martin Luther King was here. If he was still alive, he would be wanting to prosecute this young man himself. So Chicago sent the letter after state prosecutors dropped criminal charges accusing Smollett of orchestrating the attack. And they didn't drop the charges. They just dropped everything and sealed the records so nobody could see them. That's the worst part of it, folks. As bad as it was, everything was swept under the rug and all the charges were dropped. Time is 7.43. We've got maybe about 10 minutes or so left. My good friend Jerome P. Alimony won't be coming in doing a live show tonight, but he will be doing a recorded show, and I'll set that up for him and get it going. I encourage everyone to sit around and listen to him. He's the founder of North Star Radio. He's a talented young man. Shouldn't say young anymore because he just turned 40 not too long ago, just a few days ago. Welcome to old man country, buddy. <laughs> 40 years old, over the hill, no turning back. But you're as old as you feel, that's what they say. Sometimes I feel pretty old when I get out of bed in the morning, I can feel the old bones creaking. But after I have a cup of coffee and start moving around, I feel pretty good. So that kind of funny how it is. Me, I've always been a night owl. I hate going to bed at night, but I hate getting up out of that bed in the morning. But once I'm out of bed, I'm like, oh God, I'm so happy to be up. Because if you lay in bed too long, then you get kind of sore. It's weird how that is. Hate going to bed at night, but hate getting up in the morning. This article right here. Governor Phil Scott of Vermont proclaims April Child Abuse Prevention Month in Vermont. That's a good thing, right? Of course it is. But, says Governor Scott proclaimed April Child Abuse Prevention Month at the State House's ceremony this past Tuesday morning. The governor signed a proclamation at an event sponsored by Child Abuse Vermont. Prevent Child Abuse Vermont, an organization. Sounds good, right? Trying to prevent child abuse. The group works to end the generational cycle of abuse and neglect and trains people who interact with children on methods to prevent abuse, and neglect. So Governor Scott says the state is continuing to focus on early interventions for children. Board Chairman Steve Dale says bad behavior experienced by children is often repeated by those children when they grow up. 
He says the group works to raise awareness during the month of April. Well, I'm sure they work throughout the rest of the year too, hopefully, right? Most of us parent the way we were parented, but that doesn't have to be the way that it is. We often do learn things. We can all work to change the pattern, Dale said. Officials say child sexual abuse is the most frequently reported form of child abuse in Vermont. That's good. It'd be nice if they could put an end to child abuse. And then I've read these articles on my show, and we've all seen them over the news and social media, that New York passed laws to make it possible for a woman to have a baby and set that baby over on a bassinet, all cleaned up, wearing a diaper, wrapped up in a blanket, right after birth. And they passed laws in New York. And right after that, Vermont jumped right in there too and passed the same laws, only worse. Saying that a woman can give birth to a baby, clean it up, put it in a diaper, swaddle it in a blanket, set it in a bassinet, while the woman confers with the doctors and comes to the conclusion whether she wants to keep this baby or abort this baby. Uh, No, you're not aborting this baby because the baby is born. The baby is cleaned up. The baby's wearing a diaper. The baby is swaddled in a blanket, nice and warm and comfy, in a bassinet, breathing and existing on their own because they are an independent life form. So this woman is not conferring with the doctors on whether to keep this baby or to abort it. Now, the word that comes out of the dictionary is murder because you will murder this baby. You will kill this baby, this individual life form that is laying there swaddled in a blanket, breathing on its own. And people say, well, you know, it's my body and my rights. Uh, No, it isn't. This is an individual human being who is breathing on its own. no longer your right to kill this baby. And I believe there should be laws that anyone who even thinks about doing such a thing, whether it's the mother or the doctors, should be put in prison, should be sterilized, should be sterilized and put in prison. Because this little baby is an individual and has its own rights. And for a governor 
and his administration to be sitting there passing laws saying that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, women can have abortions on this very day of April 5th, 2019. Women can have abortions. But they're thinking, oh, if uh, the Trump administration overturns Roe versus Wade, we want to make sure that we amended the Constitution in the state of Vermont so a woman can still have an abortion. Well, they go on a little bit further here, folks. The woman has the baby. She gives birth to the baby. It's swaddled in a blanket, breathing on its own. And you are not aborting that baby. That is murder. And it should be prosecuted as such a thing in a courts of law throughout the United States. That's where we the people come in, folks. I don't believe in these states like Vermont and New York and California being run by these dictator politicians creating sanctuaries in cities and states to protect people we know absolutely nothing about. Passing laws to kill a baby after it's born. And there's a lot of other crazy things going on in these liberal states, folks. You pass pre-birth abortion. And there's not even any laws that say how they're going to kill this baby. Whether it's humane or anything. There is no humane way to kill a baby. Innocent, pure, little baby. Right? So they passed these laws in Vermont about pre-birth abortion. And then this week, right? This week, Governor Scott proclaims April Child Abuse Prevention Month in Vermont. Are these people raving lunatics? Are they out of their minds? Shouldn't they be given psychiatric evaluations and removed from office? I definitely think so. It's a crazy world, folks. And if the Democrats gain control, you're not going to recognize the United States anymore. And I think there's a lot of incidents like this that the Supreme Court has to step in and do away with these sanctuary cities and states. They have to do away with this pre-birth abortion because these little babies are individuals when they're in a woman's belly with their own heartbeat and they have an active brain, right? If they have no rights, if they don't really exist as an individual, why is it that when they notice a baby has a heart murmur or something, they can go in there and do microsurgery and operate on the baby while it's still in the womb? You know? Something that is non-existent wouldn't be granted such surgeries, would it? Uh, I don't know, folks. God help us all. One thing I like about President Trump, I'm not a Republican, I've always been an 
independent. I've run for political office a few times as an independent. Never took any donations. Never took any nominations. I just asked for people's vote. If you believe in what I believe in. I'm an independent. Always have been. But one thing I like about President Trump, as I said, he mentions God a lot. He believes in God. Some people believe that he's doing God's work by trying to bring this country back to the greatness that it used to be. It's one thing about all the presidents, Republicans, you would see them going to church. But the Democrats, they don't go to church. President Obama never even mentioned church or God. Neither did Bill Clinton. Instead, they jog. They would be jogging around. People think, oh, they're into their health. Good for them. Well, that is good for them. But they threw God out of the White House. And Obama, he even wrote in his book that if push comes to shove, he would stand with his Muslim brotherhood. A lot of sleeper cells going on in this country, folks. A lot of armies being built, preparing to go to war and take control of the United States. And we've become a pacifist society. Most people nowadays, if you said boo, they would jump out of their skin. So when time's time to defend our rights in our country, who's going to do it? I'm going to get going here. And I'll see you back here next Friday. 6 to 8 p.m. as always. I'm going to leave you with a song by Rainbow. And it's called Stone Cold. And I hope you enjoyed the show today. And remember, my name is Louie. And I'm your host of Louie Live. And if you ever want to come on down and be a part of the show, just go to my Facebook page or go to my Facebook group called Louie Live and ask to join and I'm also setting up a group now for podcasters where we can all share information. And if you go to my group, you'll see that information and you can join that group also. That's what networking is all about, isn't it? Networking together, trying to be a success at something that you have absolutely no knowledge about, such as podcasting, but it's not very technical, folks. And what you have to do is just make that first effort. And like I said, before you know it, you'll be all over the place on the World Wide Web. And that's all good. It's amazing how you could post something on Facebook, for instance. And all of a sudden, it's all over the world instantaneously. And that could be a good thing, but nowadays it can also be a bad thing. Because a lot of people... You know, 
they say a lot of crazy things on Facebook that they would never dare to say to anybody if they were face-to-face with him. Isn't that right? Back in the old days, if you had a problem with somebody and if they stuck your nose in your business, there's a good chance it could get their nose broken, right? But nowadays, they're on the other side of the planet at a keyboard, and the first word that comes out of their mouth, well, you know, if they don't agree with you, they'll start calling you names and stuff. That's not good. So I'm going to let you go, and I'll see you back here next week, Fridays, 6 to 8. Hope you all have a good weekend. Bye.